What's up, everyone? And welcome to another episode of One and Ones. On this episode, we're going to meet Michael Foy. And Michael is someone who's been with Cat and Cloud for a while now, and during his time with us, has taken all kinds of positions. At the beginning of his journey, he worked with us as one of our bakers working those early 5 a.m. shifts at our downtown location, to then hopping into the front of the house, greeting you as you walk in with the biggest smile he has, to then hopping on bar and sparking up a conversation with you about how your day is going or about what kind of shirt he is wearing. Alongside Cafe Life, you can also catch him hanging out in the cafe, doodling some new art either for a cat and cloud shirt or mug or for one of his own personal projects. Like that cotton candy pink shirt that you know and love? That was him. Like that diner mug that says Best Friends Club on it? Yeah, that was him too. And on this episode, we get to hear a little bit more about what makes Michael Michael and all the highs and lows that brought him to be where he is now. We had a very honest and open conversation, and I'm very grateful for Michael to share his journey, both professional and personal, with me, and therefore all of us. So, Michael, I hope you're having a great day. I hope all of you listening are having a great day. Happy Thursday. Happy time all around. Congratulations, everyone. You made it this far. I'll see you guys later. So I was born in Mountain View is like over the hill mm-hmm. um 438 north court shouts out um it's like two blocks away from moffett airfield mm. so i just don't hear planes anymore <laughs> um yeah so the like to sort of put things in perspective the like building complex across the street from where I grew up was originally home to Netscape, which mm. was like an internet browser a billion years ago mm-hmm. uh, when the internet was still nascent. It was pixely? Yeah, exactly. Where it sounded like... Right. Yeah. And you couldn't use the phone? Back when our, our dads were still young. Um, <laughs> um, and then like by the time I moved out of that house, that like whole place had been bought by Google. Like that's, that's like a heart of Silicon Valley. Like, I don't know. Very weird. Very weird to grow up there. Huh. <laughs> Hold on, mom. I don't know the answer. I'm going to walk over to Google. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go see my friend, Mr. Google. <laughs> Dope. There's a, there, I feel like there's always a distinct, I've noticed like, difference between people who grew up over the hill and then people from like santa cruz where it's like i feel like people who grew up over the hill you guys like sniff each other out you know who you are yeah well the like the base famous for that just like that energy right mm-hmm. like in the same way i think excuse me um like the east coast has that like new york has that like fucking like i'm gonna do this like crazy just like pedal to the metal <laughs> like attitude about it i feel like the bay kind of has that too and it sort of bonds you together of like man there's just like bailey said it on his podcast it's just suburbs for as far as the eye can see <laughs> there's nothing to do and so you like listen to this like the same music as everybody else mm-hmm. 
and you probably go to the same shows as everybody else. And like, I don't know, you just, you're born with this love for Mac Dre. Oh, wait, do you know, or I'm sure you know the Flintstone house? Yeah. The totally. one that you drive by the freeway and it's like, oh, Flintstone house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Dude, I, yeah, that thing got painted like, like that was like a, a thing that happened in my life. Oh. Like, or you used to drive by that thing and you're like, yeah, this is a thing. And then all of a sudden you're like, it's fucking orange. What? <laughs> What like what happened? It's it's like a staple. It's like oh, it's a Flintstone house. We're almost home. Yeah, totally. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like oh, I gotta I gotta finish this song before we get there or start this song Dude. so it pl- ends right when we get home. <sighs> True. Yeah, mood. That's yeah. <laughs> Big S- mood. Start that album up. Start like hit that new playlist. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, who or what? has been a influential person or moment from childhood or from now or since? Yeah. Um, hmm. There's kind of like both not a lot and so many. <laughs> Like there's, yeah, that's fair. I don't know. There's like really, there's the big moments of like, like that, that change your entire world. Right. But there's also like the little things across along the way. So it's like, I'm searching for one that's, that's, that's juicy, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, I'd say when I got into like, into college was sort of like the like a, a, a like a breaking point for me almost like I was very much a shift from s- sort of like my entire life before then right mm-hmm. I went from being I don't know in, in elementary school and middle school it was part of the same private school program mm-hmm. um and so I had grown up with like the same 20 people. My graduating class was, I think like 23. Mm-hmm. Um, so like my, my best friend at the time I had known since I was four and we graduated at like 13, 14 together. Mm-hmm. So like, that's a long time to spend with this same amount of people. And then like jump into high school and all of a sudden I have like no friends and you build that up again. But once I got to college, it was a very different feeling than when I got into high school Mm -hmm. where like I had friends and they were still in town Mm -hmm. I still had all those social connections and like a car and like agency, right. And money. Mm -hmm. I was an adult this time. So like you could hold on to those friends a little easier, Mm -hmm. but I was in this place where like nobody else really knew me or like gave a shit about me. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was a, that was a really weird place to find myself. Um, yeah, luckily, I don't know. I made, I made friends at college, but like not, not a ton. Mm-hmm. I don't know. None that I'm like super, super close with. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. There's like, like a lot of, uh, 
trying to, there's a, there's a word for it. Um, it, there's a lot of like solitude, a lot of like contemplation, a lot of, um, like loneliness. Mm. Um, and that really made me like kind of buckle up and, you know, learn to be an adult mm-hmm. and learn to like analyze my feelings a little bit more and less just, Oh, I'm the king of the world. I'm fucking invincible. I can do anything. <laughs> like, uh, especially when you're like a senior in high school, like you're like, Oh yeah. Fuck this. Oh. I'm not going to class today. <laughs> like, Man, I've already like I, my, I already took the SAT. I already like, oh, got, like got accepted into like whatever colleges or like I know I'm going to a community college, so like none of this matters. Fuck this. We were the same person. Yeah, like <laughs> let's let's break into the swimming pool and like like during lunch and go swimming. Oh man. Like let's skip the fucking like uh the like senior trip where you like go to the beach or whatever. Gosh, we were like, so annoying. Yeah. Now that I think about it, I'm so sorry. Mom, uh, no, I'm, dad, yeah, everyone. Like, <laughs> like her teachers must have fucking hated us. And, and here I was like, <laughs> I felt entitled to that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then when you, when I got to college, I was like, Oh, if I don't go to class, like I fail the class. Like mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. one's going to come find me and be like, Hey, do this homework assignment. Mm-hmm. like the professor doesn't care like they, they see a million other people mm-hmm. like that's not their job like it's not their job to be your, like they're a, like oh you're not here and i haven't seen you in a while right you're just out of the class yeah totally yeah and like especially for those like bigger classes they're like you're a name on a piece of paper like they, yeah as shitty as that sounds but it's like i also got to take care of like hundreds of other kids so you are another name on the piece of paper right and like if you don't show up you're taking away resources from somebody yeah. else like fuck you yeah and like i don't know everybody else especially for those like like core classes those required classes like nobody fucking wants to be there and mm-hmm. so nobody's like looking to make friends in those classes it's just head down <laughs> like fucking take the notes or like don't show up mm-hmm. and like so yeah like school became this place where i was like like working and like mm-hmm. it was it was no longer like super fun yeah um and that like really changed my mood big time yeah yeah it's a a little bit of a a rude awakening <laughs> yeah totally like oh shit the world is not yeah like a a, a warm and fuzzy place yeah i I felt similarly about that whole college experience and also like senior year high school. More in the sense where it was like, uh, how can I explain it? Where I would, I think I would also say like college, going to school and away from people that I knew, because I already knew I didn't want to. Fuck like, this town. Yeah, I didn't want to go to the beach. I don't want to go somewhere where everyone I grew up with also went. Like, I wanted to go meet and see other people. And so I went to a different school for a bit. And I didn't know anyone there. And so, like, again, it wasn't a thing where, like, you see these people every day, so you become really tight with them. It was more like, no one, everyone here is just here to go to class and that's it. 
Yeah, totally. And that was fine with me. Where I think that's when I became more self-aware of myself. Yeah. And also, too, I was like 17. So this was like a huge pivot, totally. pivotal moment but in like, all of our lives. I don't know. Finding out that other people, like that school is not about having fun. Like, yeah. And like <laughs> hanging, sure. out with, hanging out with your buds. Yeah. And like there's a social component for sure. But like I went to community college. Mm-hmm. So you spent two years there and then I went to UCSC. So mm-hmm. reset again. I don't know anybody. Mm-hmm. I knew like one person. Mm-hmm. Never saw them the entire time I went there. Yeah. Um, and then I went to San Jose State. So reset again, again. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, the world gets a lot smaller. Like yeah. your tribe shrinks. Yeah. You You see your friends like, either after school or on the weekends Mm -hmm. and or like the one dude that you know like once a week Mm -hmm. right and you have to kind of learn to be more self-sufficient and like find that like find that fulfillment like in yourself right oh totally yeah like you got to learn to entertain yourself is like a big part of it mm-hmm. and, like dude what do you do when you have two hours in between classes and you don't know anybody and like, yeah all of your friends are at work or at school and, yeah like, you're like fucking and your homework's done yeah like oh man it turns out i'm not interesting like <laughs> like i better fucking do something like, yeah yeah i i get that too because there were definitely parts that felt that way for me, it felt more like I, I I think I became more like introspective or started to become more introspective about myself. And so then it was like all these distractions of like, oh, I should be more like my friends and stuff. Yeah. They weren't around me anymore. And I, I rarely saw them to didn't see them at all. So then I was able to be like, oh, this is actually interesting to me. And I actually like this. And wait, this is cool. And so then I started to like grow more into myself, I would say. I, yeah, I definitely like became like more academic. Like I was, I was jazzed about the, th- the stuff I was studying mm-hmm. when I like got to study it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, the world got a little bit like, like desaturated. Mm. Like it, it lost a bit of that Disney magic. Yeah. And, and I, definitely became more introspective but like i had always been pretty heady mm-hmm. um but it was like it, it had a place to go right it was there is there were a lot of outlets mm-hmm. um and now all of a sudden there's like fucking nothing it's like figure it out yeah and i didn't for a long long fucking time and that was that sucked yeah but like that makes you i think it makes you a better person Oh, totally. Was there anyone that you could maybe think of that kind of didn't necessarily do the work for you, but just kind of was there to help you along? Um, no, (laughs) (laughs) it was, it was a lot of like touching hot stoves and, and learning like, Oh, don't do that. Cool. That, that hurts. Like Mm. don't work 40 hours a week and, take 21 credits at the same time like Mm -hmm. cool yeah it fills your schedule and like you still make money and you can go to school at the same time 
It sucks like a <laughs> lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like taking night classes and like fucking going to work in my uniform or like going to school in my uniform because like that's how little time I have to get to class. Mm-hmm. So I'm in like like work boots and like mm-hmm. covered in graphite and like grease and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it. it it wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. Briefly in there, you talked about how you became a little bit, started like, you started to realize that you liked academics. Yeah. So a lot of people who know you now might kind of think that when you went to school, you went and studied art, but that's not necessarily the case. So when you went to school and in your school journey, <laughs> Yeah. What, how did you, what did you study in school? And then how did you get to art? So I studied literature, um, and like various different forms. Cause I was in three different schools. I was in three different like flavors of literature. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, at Foothill, it was a lot of like, uh, survey classes, just reading, a ton of the same kind of work. Um, mm-hmm. So I took like African-American literature, um, children's lit, all of the Brit lit course, which is fucking dope. And then like the boring parts of the American lit stuff, yeah. which yep. is awful. <laughs> yeah. It's like all Puritan and, mm-hmm. and garb. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and then I did a bunch of like anthropology on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like double majoring for a second. Well, as much as you can in like community college. But yeah. I was like getting ready to do that. I was prepping and that was cool. Cause it's a lot of like sociology and like a kind of armchair bullshit where you're like, Oh man, like and you can sort of kind of tie them together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I'll get into that in a second. But, um, the stuff that was cool to me was like a little bit less the, the stories themselves necessarily and more like the structure Mm-hmm. And I find that that's kind of the same across all of my interests, like music. Mm-hmm. I'm, I like the content is important to me. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm not going to read a bunch of like Puritan shit. Like I'm not going to listen to classical music because mm-hmm. it's, it's not what I'm about. Yeah. But the like the techie, like detail oriented part of me, like really likes tearing apart music theory and like really likes tearing apart story structure. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got into like Joseph Campbell and um, the, the mythology of the hero Mm -hmm. and, and that journey. And when you like find, when you're taking like cultural anthropology classes at the same time, it's, it's a really easy step to be like, Oh, like we all tell this story. Yeah, draw connections. Right, yeah. And so it became like a big part of my life and like still is. Mm-hmm. Um, I was spending a lot of time at Cat and Cloud like doing work, mm-hmm. just like reading fucking Dante's Inferno and like processing it. Mm-hmm. So like book in front of me, laptop in front of that, mm-hmm. like fucking stack of notes mm-hmm. on the right and then like all the like uh Campbell and story structure books I have on the left and I'm just like 
making my way through like Gilgamesh and these like epics. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm there like all day and I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> but like, I like this place. Like this place makes me happy when I'm not happy. Like, right. So it became like the only place I could do schoolwork. Mm-hmm. And eventually like long story short, I ended up saying like, like, I don't want to go to school anymore. I want to do this coffee thing. Uh, and I ended up kind of a, I was, I, I was still doing like doodling and shit on the side, mm-hmm. but I wasn't, I never like really considered it seriously mm-hmm. uh, until Chris was like, yo, like he saw something that I'd like drawn on a bag, mm-hmm. uh, like our, our, our five pound bags. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, you should do that on a t-shirt. And I was like, oh, uh, you know, I did that, right? Like <laughs> me? <laughs> you sure dad and he was like yeah you're you're good yeah like like that has a style to it like like it's not just like a sharpie drawing mm-hmm. um and it was weird it was like it hit me i guess that's the moment really okay. uh that that you're like asking about um that like important pivotal moment is somebody being like hey you should do this. Yeah. Cause like that was the first time anybody said that. That was the first time yeah. anybody else had given a shit about like the thing I wanted to do. Yeah. Or the thing that I thought I was good at. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just like, I got obsessed with that mm-hmm. and I said, fuck school. Um, and I took that same, like, energy and just put it into the thing that I liked doing in the place that I liked being and yeah. with the people that I like. Oh man. It's, <laughs> it's, it's weird that I'm like so much happier now. Like, <laughs> like crazy. Yeah. Um, it took a bit to kind of find it though. Like you had to go kind of find something where you realize like, I actually really hate this, but yeah, you wouldn't I, know until you were in it. I hit bottom a couple times before I like dropped out of school. Like there were, there's some rough patches. Yeah. Um, you know, going into high school and then into college, like mm-hmm. you, you got to figure shit out. Like, yeah, you're not, people don't prepare you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say that to say like, without that process of like, fuck, I hate school. Fuck, I, I, it turns out I still hate school. Like, even if, even though it's a different school. Okay, even though it's a third school, I still hate school. Yeah. Um, and, like, the, 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 the fallout of, of what I, of what that did to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it took all of that shit to, like, make me put all of my, my, my stock in Cat and Cloud, right? To mm-hmm. be, like, cool, like, this this is like my ticket, right? Mm-hmm. Or this is the only thing in my life I'm jazzed about right now. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm just going to do this as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And so like, I don't think I would have the same drive without it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think I would have the same, like, I don't think I would be in the cafe every goddamn day drawing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would, I would probably like have like a t-shirt or two. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it just took dad believing in me. It's crazy. Dope. Thanks, shouts out, Chris. Shouts out to dad. Thanks, dad. Hey, I know you're not a sentimental guy, Chris, but I fucking love you. <laughs> uh, and I know, and I know you're going to be like weird about it, but let's make it weird. You're a fucking cool dude and you need to, you need to accept that, bro. I'm about not making it weird, but you know, for this, I'm very much about making it weird for, for this Chris. episode. Let's make it weird. No, I, yeah. I absolutely love, um, just, just making him uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't know. So from going to school, studying literature and realizing that you enjoyed like, you know, like kind of dissecting the storytelling part and then looking into the varieties of ways people tell stories through different genres and stuff. Is there a connection to how you took that same passion, but the hate for school and the structure of school (laughs) and also just kind of transformed it into like a place that you love and then started to like put it into your art and like drawings for sure. So the thing that like kind of beating around the bush is like, like I, I was and have been for my whole life fucking depressed. Like, <laughs> so when you want to kill yourself, like you take the thing that like gives you any energy at all and mm-hmm. you, you just like make it work. Mm-hmm. Like you start if square peg round hole, you start cutting off corners, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, that is what led me into taking um, Campbell stuff and turning it into this like, like spiritual, like philosophy, which mm-hmm. like it already is. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way he like uh, branded it. Mm-hmm. But like college doesn't use that. Right. It, it's like, Hey, there's the story structure. You should know about it. Mm-hmm. But when, I don't know, like being able to believe and like manufacture the myth of myself is a, is a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like having spent, I don't know, fucking five years studying that, <laughs> like it's, it, it feels a lot better to be like studying my own narrative and like my own story rather than like writing essays about the same fucking thing over and over again, mm-hmm. or like writing essays about shit that I don't yeah. care about, yeah, um, rather than fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it helps with design too. This is like less. This is more technical. Um, <laughs> when so when you like start tearing apart story structure and you're like realizing, Oh, like there's all these themes and motifs and stuff. You, you, you can start, it becomes like a language in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you just like to use a, a really nerdy science fiction word, you grok mm-hmm. it. You like it, you understand it so much. It is a part of yourself. Mm-hmm. And so you can take that and you put that that structure into the songwriting you're doing. And, um, so I, I, I try and do that as much as I can with like the, the design work and like the illustration work that I do. So like, what is the story behind the thing that I'm drawing? Like, why is it special? Why, 
like if it because it's like doing it for cat and cloud right so it has to make people happy mm-hmm. um people have to pick it up and smile that's mm-hmm. that's like my big goal every time mm-hmm. so what about this mm-hmm. is going to make that happen mm-hmm. well cool so like you have like trying to have the same motifs and like the same like the same universe mm-hmm. behind everything mm-hmm. and that that comes from like studying structure and literature and I don't know. I think like art is a universal language. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This, this is, if, if I talk more about that, it's just going to be me hating, <laughs> hate, hating on college I, more. <laughs> yeah. We, and then we briefly talked about like how you think about design and stuff too in the past, but we kind of already talked about how you got here, but what, what about working at where we work at cat and cloud makes it, special for you and worth kind of like coming back to every day basically because you could go again and i always say this to people you could go work anywhere yeah but like but like why do i work yeah so this um kind of ties into the whole depression thing like when you like want to kill yourself you you do the only things that like make you happy mm-hmm. like that's like survival instincts mm-hmm. and like that's that's why it's really easy to be depressed is because i fucking love just laying on the couch all day like i love sleeping all day it, it's so great i mean it's so good yeah right and it <laughs> makes you so fucking sad um but like working at cat and cloud makes me happy and is also like good for me mm-hmm. um so it and like I spent a long time looking for it to like solve my problem, right? To like give me like love. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that comes from within. Oh. Yeah. Secrets um, to life. Bro. It always so, comes from within. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like still, it, it like, it is important to me that I'm like jazzed to go to work every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's important to me that when I walk on the floor, like I feel well, both something and something different. Um, so like, and I, I just, I wanted to be a part of the thing that like, I don't know, kind of changed my life. Like I wanted to be part of the thing that made me happy. Like, and that made my friends happy. Um, that, that was like what made me apply. And then now that I'm here, like, and I'm starting to like sort of figure out the kind of like, service style that I want to have and like uh like what what jokes work and like what you can't joke about and like <laughs> like where, where where that line kind of lives and blurs mm, um, yeah yeah yep. like it it just gets funner and funner and like making people laugh and having people tell me that like I made their day like like that is my purpose in life right is to like like, if I can't make me happy, I, like, can sure as hell change the world, like, making other people happy. And, like... Hell, yeah. Yeah, like... And so, for a long time, that was, like, my fuel. was, like, cool, I'm going to work at this place that, like, does good. Mm-hmm. Like, cool, I'm, I'm worth something. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, like, in a lot better place where, like, I, I am worth something because I exist, right? Like, because I, like, love myself. But yeah. 
like it all it lets me be even more jazz like cool like work is this thing that i go to to like perform and like yeah be and like an actor and a yeah. comedian and yeah uh, like a I don't know. There's something like kind of exciting about being like a butler almost like, <laughs> like, like, like service, like taking care of people is like fun, especially oh, when you get to totally. do it like a ninja, you know? Like, Oh, totally. Yeah. Like when people aren't expecting it and it's like, there's kind of like thrill to it. Mm-hmm. So like that's sort of been the transition. It was like survival instinct to now it's this like thing that I get to use. Yeah. It's not the sole thing that brings you happiness now right, so it's just like an addition energy thing. into it yeah instead of just having it like put energy into me yeah and then bro now like you find you have found like other things that bring you fulfillment i resonate so much with that i mean i feel like yeah. a lot of us do like yeah I, I don't know i used to ask myself a lot like why are all of my friends sad and like like there's a lot of answers to that yeah. But I think a big part of the reason we all work here is because we've all felt that way. We've all felt awful. Like we've all oh, felt totally. like we've all hit bottom before. And like some of us more than others, or maybe some of us are like still like on that trajectory to hit bottom. Like some of us are still like working their way up from it. Some of us but just kind of like we, not necessarily hide it, but just like deal with it differently right or they've like seen it in other people yeah but like the the takeaway is like we don't want other people to feel that we like oh shit that's like like i i never want somebody else to feel what i've felt Mm -hmm. and like if i can do that by like making a sick fucking cup of coffee and like making them laugh like that i don't know that's important to me that's that's like oh shit that's something i could do for the rest of my life right yeah um like that's why i'm jazzed to come to work dude hell yeah like fucking like therapy is like a hundred times more expensive like (laughs) like a five dollar cup of coffee yeah and a high five and a like a joke from your barista versus like a 500 hundred dollar therapy session with like some like doctor with a degree like different things for different reasons for sure yeah yeah totally totally like there's value right to 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 what we do is what i'm saying yeah and i I, and i think like an everyday value yeah something that like always works yeah dude you you just said like out loud and into the universe like what i think about pretty much all the time i think i think about it every day and it's it's more like a i I think i've also kind of transformed out of this kind of mentality where it was like if i can't do it for myself i'm gonna do it for other people then right right. and that's a great start but it's not necessarily the healthiest i think because for for me at least for me no totally yeah because Um, it's like i I'm also an individual. I'm not this like producing thing that needs to just keep giving and giving. I well, need to also fulfill myself and find that thing. Yeah. Jared says all the time, like you can't let the lifeguard drown. And like, it's a noble intention to want to serve other people, right? To yeah. make other people happy. Yeah. And like, it's not wrong for that to be your only like, like thing in life, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, 
but it's not sustainable. Yep. And so you need to take that like positive energy and like you need to do that thing to yourself. Yeah. And that's like really scary. That's scary and it's real weird <laughs> if well, it's not natural. Like yeah. When was the last time you told yourself like I'm I'm worth it? Like I believe in myself like out loud. Like never fucking not <laughs> once in your goddamn life. But I, but we say it to each other every shift. Like Oh, hell yeah. And and we say it to like every guest that walks through the door. Yeah. And we won't give ourselves the same grace. Like Yeah. I'm, yep. Like that I don't know. Like you take what you learn at this gig and you like if you put it into your own life, mm-hmm. like those the, the values that we have. I don't know, you like we've seen our our team leaders and coordinators and our bosses become like happier, better people. Like, mm-hmm. and, and our, our coworkers too. Like, yeah, you like, I guess I'm saying like, it's one thing to like, to talk the talk. Right. And to like make people happy and be miserable. Right. <laughs> it's another thing to like, <laughs> let yourself make yourself happy, which you fucking practice every day. Yeah. And like, I'm like fucking good at it now. Like it feels, <laughs> it feels great. Yeah, dude, you're doing a great job. Hey, thanks, thanks, brother. It's a, it's a fun time <laughs> in my life. I don't know. Hell yeah. I'm. Yeah. No, but I mean it though. You're, you're doing a great job. It for others and also for yourself though. Yeah. So it feels good, man. I see you. Thank you. Hell yeah, but I, super like. Super resonate with everything that you you're saying though. Like for for myself, and I think as you said, like everyone to a certain degree feels or has thought everything you just said. For sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of our 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 guests are like probably still feeling it every day, right? Yeah. Like a big percentage of them. Yeah. And like that's why they come in. Mm-hmm. And like. Fucking be there every day for those people. Hell yeah. Especially if like we can start like that positivity becomes infectious, right? Yeah. Like think of all the the guests who like come in and they're like grumpy and they're uh like they don't really want to talk to you mm-hmm. and they're like not used to like weird, super enthusiastic, yeah, uh like obsessive courtesy. Mm-hmm. Um like we break those people down. Like those people become nice and like they, <laughs> like they start smiling and they yeah. like, they start telling you things without you asking them. Yeah. Like they just are jazzed to talk to you. And like all of a sudden you're like friends. Yeah. But it's weird. It's, it's a weird friendship, but yeah, it's, it's a friendship nonetheless. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like, you're just like, you're their coach you're like, hey, here's the juice that makes you work. And also, you can fucking do this. Yeah. And, like, that, like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. And, you know, like, for everyone, like, listening or just hearing this, sure, yeah, it sounds very mushy. It sounds like we're totally talking about our feelings and, like, talking from the heart or talking about the heart. But if you, like, fucking think about it, like, that's our mission for the company is to make people happier than we found them. Yeah. So like if you have a fucking problem with that, like 
what's so bad well, about it, making people happier? Well, it would, and it's like totally inauthentic to to like hold yourself to that like that that impossible standard of perfection. Yeah. Or, or like I don't know. I I would always think like I like I'm different. Like mm-hmm. I'm just something's broken. Something's mm-hmm. wrong with me. Like there's and like. You can, like, other people can get fixed. I can't get fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, but this job, like, turned that around. And that's, like, that's, like, I don't know if that sounds, like, mushy. Like, it is and, like, unabashedly so, right? Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And it's, like, everyone does that in their, like, we all do that in our own way of making people happier. It's, it's so, like a really, I yeah. don't know, I've been kind of like s- thinking about it more st- structurally mm-hmm. um, in that there's like different service styles that are like, like roles that you like improvise within. Yeah. Um, there, there are different characters that you play. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's. Evelyn, the comedian, the storyteller, the like, like, like Mater D, right? Like you have to be all of those different kinds of people. And that's like, that's really cool to see like, um, like Nicole or Mm -hmm. Shelly, like both like mama bears, like they, they're like there to take care of you. Um, but they're also like funny and, and you get to see those kinds of things, which I didn't seeing myself and like now i'm learning to to be dude yeah like yeah that's that's the hell yeah oh shit we're gonna get like and let's like perhaps unintentionally or they didn't even realize and this goes for so many other people too where like i feel like we in like a very like sneaky way we're looking and trying to like grasp things to like then take home for ourselves to like self improve i guess oh you you have to steal shit yeah (laughs) so you all you listening out there who work with us i could say for myself and i i'm could also maybe say you feel the same where we've all stolen something from you and you all have this in a way that you probably don't even know you have yeah i don't know for here for everywhere is not my (laughs) joke (laughs) and i say that Every interaction. Oh, hell yeah. Every single goddamn time. Yeah. Unless they're British. And then I say for here for takeaway. Oh, hell yeah. I want yeah. them to feel like they're at home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But dude, we're all just, we're all just fucking people. And that's why we do what we do of being hella extra with positivity. Cause but you gotta like, not only are we all just people, like we're all just people. Like we are all exactly the same. Like we are all like, the same energy like there's this is gonna get woo, like woo woo crazy but <laughs> like like the thing in your head that's doing the thing right now mm-hmm. like that's making this moment happen for you the consciousness mm-hmm. right i'm talking about is important and sacred and beautiful and like like that's it's fucking cool to be able to like change somebody's consciousness 
for them and like be an intentional part of that for them. Like curate an experience such that their like their reality will be different. Yeah. Like that's amazing. So like, like, yeah, we're all, we're all just people, right? Like benefit of the doubt, like don't put too much on yourself. Mm-hmm. but also like you're fucking important and like we're all important hell yeah yeah i'm i'm, I'm about it i'm about I'm, people I'm, I'm super about it i used to be very like anti-people <laughs> i was like people are a curse a pox upon the earth uh, <laughs> we are we are the last plague we are the apocalypse and i still believe that but i also think it's kind of a beautiful apocalypse too you know oh my gosh dude this is like, we got to start a whole other podcast about all this shit because <laughs> I like everything. Yeah. I'm just going to say, yeah, I agree with everything. Thought about it. Yes. My last question, who is your favorite artist at the moment? Oh, damn. Either like, you know, a tattoo artist, a musician, a design artist or yeah, painter. So, like, two big answers. Uh, James Jean, he's a, a painter and a sculptor and a digital artist. And he did, um, he did the cover art for Fables, which is my favorite comic book series. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's fucking gorgeous. He's like an oil mixed media painter. And it's all like his style is so distinct and so varied, but Mm -hmm. like still just like recognizable. Mm -hmm. Like he'll have a very realistic, like watercolor. Like it's a, it's a dude's face and you're like, that's a person like that's, this is a picture Mm -hmm. that somebody took and then he'll have something like really cartoony and somehow it feels the same. Like it has that same energy to it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's worked with Prada. He's worked with fucking Tyler, the creator. Like he's a, he's making moves and it's like really cool to see him go from this dude that did like, like comic book art mm-hmm. to like, f- like a, f- like a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other is Evan Weiss, who is the like, brain behind into it over it like that's his solo project but he's also been in um a billion bands the progress stay ahead of the weather uh there 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 pet symmetry um up up down down left right left right a b a b select start uh that's a, that's a band he's in <laughs> these are so sick uh yeah and he he I have like a mixed relationship with him cause he's like very curt. He's very direct mm-hmm. in a way that I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, it means that he says a lot of the things that I think. And he's also a very good writer and a very good, um, composer. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody should listen at least to, um, uh, his, his album by Intuit Over It. Um, intersections. It's fucking great. It's my favorite album. Dope. Like ever, ever. Well, you heard it here first. Go. Boom. Plug. Listen to it right now. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's it's good. Yeah, I'm into it. 
I've listened to a few songs. It's not for everybody. Yeah. But it's for me. <sighs> said, that damn. should be your new slogan. Oof. It's not for everyone, but it's for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Progressive metal. It's not for everybody, but, but it's for it's me. For me. <laughs> yeah. Podcast over. Thank um, you for listening. <laughs> uh, this podcast. It's not for everybody, but it's for me. <laughs> One listener, one subscriber, Michael Foy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you got to do it for yourself. Dude, hell yeah. It's called self-love. Yeah. We just talked about a whole lot of it. Hey, love. Yeah. It's not for everybody, but it's for everybody and also for me. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah. That's hell the truth yeah. right there. Uh, yeah. Like, thanks for the, the platform and like the, like, I think about all this stuff, but I don't, like, I feel it, you know, I don't put into words mm-hmm. often or like if i do i'm writing it and it's real weird so i, I write very strangely oh we all do the yeah. best of us do <sighs> and how writing um, it's not for everyone but it's for me <laughs> and like i don't even know if it's for me <laughs> like i don't even know if i like whatever it is. <laughs> it's like it's weird yeah for sure yeah um yeah, so like, thanks for like dragging it out of me, I guess. Dude, and, like, for sure. I don't know, being being positive and open and um, making this space. You know me. I do it for the kids. And how. And how. <laughs> Shouts yeah. out kids. Shouts out to all the kids. <laughs>